0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Talk.
2: Thank you for tuning in. We want to hear from you. Be sure to get on the lines. 347-838-9815 is the number to call and talk about this wonderful world of professional wrestling. If you want to go right now on our Facebook page, it's facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Uh, We got listeners are chatting away over there on the Facebook page. And every Monday night, we have a raw chat going so uh, be sure to check out our Facebook page. You can follow us on Twitter at the Ken Reidy Show. That's at the Ken Reidy Show on Twitter, and as always, go to the uh, dot com. And we want to—we got some coming in, but keep the pictures coming. We're going to do a whole thing on on fan pictures uh, on the website. We don't know exactly what we're going to do yet. Maybe a collage, something. But we want to get a. Fan picks, so uh, you know, you got pictures with a championship belt, pictures with your favorite wrestler, a uh, picture just listening to the show, uh, you know, send them in, and we're going to do something with the fan picks, so you want to send those to our producer, and you can send those to michelle at com to get our fan pick thing going, and it's amazing, because we're, we're a little over a week away. It's coming because we're going to be doing this Sunday show every Sunday, 6 to 8, com. But we're adding a Tuesday show, Tuesdays from 6 to 7 o'clock. You can hear us right here, but we are also going to be on 1640 Ironbound Radio coming out of Newark, New Jersey. So we're hitting the AM airwaves coming up shortly. So, uh... Look forward to doing that. That's coming up real, real soon. So remember, we'll be doing Sundays and Tuesdays going forward once we get into March. But let's get right into it. As always, I got my tag team partner on the line. Dave, how are you doing tonight?
3: Well, I've, uh, I- I'm have i doing pretty well. I'm, I haven't gotten arrested this week, and, uh, and you won't find me in uh, Waco, Texas, uh, appearing at any WWE house show events. So other than that, I'm doing good.
2: That's good. Glad to hear it. You know... And getting into this uh, this wrestling talk, and we want to hear from you, 347-838-9815. It's amazing that, you know, we come out of Elimination Chamber, and it was, you know, I thought it was a pretty good pay-per-view, and, uh, you know, we're on really definitively that road to WrestleMania. I mean, it is, you know, if you look at WrestleMania just as a pay-per-view, you know, this is the time we start uh, building for that specific pay-per-view, and, uh, you know, we, we come out of it, and we have... You know, John Cena and he won the Royal Rumble, the number one contender for the WWE Championship. And we got, you know, guys like, like CM Punk, you know, had the title, longest run in in forever, in twenty-five years, and and in the mix. And where are we gonna go with CM Punk and, and the return of the great one, The Rock, is back in the WWE. He is holding on to that WWE championship. You know, a lot of Mainstream media attention with this guy. Three movies coming out before WrestleMania. Unbelievable. Superstar, The Rock being back. And where is all the attention going right now, both in mainstream media and wrestling and wrestling fans? And what's got the wrestling world abuzz? Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger is what everyone's talking about right now. Would anybody have predicted that in, in any way, shape, or form at any time as a wrestling fan that going into WrestleMania, Jack Swagger would be dominating conversation both as far as storylines and in, in the news? Um, Dave, I mean, are you as shocked as I am that we're we're talking this much about Jack Swagger?
1: Um,
3: around this time of year, absolutely. Um, because this time of year, it's you know the the, the wrestling world is dominated about you know WrestleMania and big names that were returning for WrestleMania, the potential matchups we could see. But I mean, personally, and, I, and I'll and I'll say this to anyone out there, you know, and I've, I've read a lot of message boards this past week, but I can't guarantee you that there wasn't a soul on the face of this earth that predicted that Jack Swagger was going to win the Elimination Chamber match, myself included. I saw people posting stuff like, oh, yeah, the minute Zeb Coulter cut that promo, you knew Swagger was going to win. No, you didn't. Stop trying to act like you're smart because you're not. (laughs) Secondly, nobody saw... You know, nobody saw that, and and that was a shock in itself. I mean, I thought it was Jericho or Mark Henry that was going on. I think I picked Jericho on last week's show. And then, of course, we go from that to now we've got a shot at the world heavyweight title uh, against Alberto Del Rio, and all of a sudden, um, one political analyst in particular by the name of Glenn Beck and several media outlets in the mainstream media have pretty much castrated the Jack Swagger, Zeb Coulter storyline and their characters, um, which has gotten a lot of mainstream media attention, more so, in my opinion, than The Rock heading into WrestleMania, and The Rock is the WWE champion. Um, and then, of course, the DUI. I mean, he just got a DUI on Tuesday after they taped SmackDown, so, so he's been, you know one after another after another in a three-day span that's just continued to trickle down for the rest of this week. I mean, I I guess it's as good a time as any for, for somebody to get some press, whether it's good or bad. I mean, he's had, he's, he's had some good press and some bad press this week all rolled into one, so I, I really didn't expect this.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's unbelievable the week. I mean, when you think about the week that Jack Swagger has had, and let's, let, let's break it down because uh, it's interesting, you know, we'll start with the negative, I mean, he gets the DUI. He, uh, you know, well, he wins. I guess we'll start with the positive. Wins the Elimination Chamber. Number one contender uh, for the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, but now you're looking, he gets the DUI. Uh, interesting, because we have a lot of speculation. We're going to get to the Facebook. If you want to go to the Facebook, facebook.com slash Ken Reedy Show. Because we asked uh, the fans on Facebook, you know, what do you guys think? Should... should uh, Jack Swagger be pulled now in some way, shape, or form from this title match, pulled from WrestleMania because of the DUI. Um and I think a lot of people thought he should be pulled. Um and and there's a there's a few factors in this that are, are it's not just the DUI in and of itself, which is bad in and of itself. Um but number one, I mean, Dave, you and I I mean we we've had jobs in our lives. Uh, you know, any job When you first start, you're on your best behavior. You show up on time each and every day. And then, you know, as time goes on, you start to figure out what you can get away with. I mean, that's human nature. Uh, I feel like it's the same thing in in our everyday lives. You know, if you get a promotion. You get a promotion. Once you get that that new job, you're on your best behavior for for a, a while. What I found disconcerting is... Swagger just gets this push and gets pinched for a DUI. And that, that spoke volumes to, to me, you know, as far as like, well, where exactly is, is Swagger's head at? Um, I would think most people, given that spot at WrestleMania, are going to keep their nose clean uh, for a while uh because that's that's a pretty prestigious spot and everybody wants you know everyone in the locker room wants their spot at WrestleMania what compounded this issue for me was the fact that Dutch Mantel Zeb Coulter um his granddaughter was killed by a drunk driver less than a year ago uh and he was involved a lot in trying to lobby for stricter uh, legislation uh, the The individual that was involved in the accident had a number of priors, and uh, you know his feeling was this person should never have been allowed you know out of of jail and, and he shouldn 't have been out and if he wasn 't out, then he couldn 't have killed his granddaughter so it 's something uh, obviously driving under the influence would be something I would think would deeply affect someone like Dutch and perhaps affect that working relationship. So it was coming out of Tuesday, this DUI, but then as the week went on, all this mainstream attention from Glenn Beck and Glenn Beck vilifying Jack Swagger's character, um, I mean, let me ask something, Dave. Like coming out of the DUI, do you think Glenn Beck getting involved is actually indirectly helped Jack Swagger because we we all know that Vince loves getting that mainstream attention and that that free publicity and perhaps Swagger was due for a significant punishment but with the mainstream media kind of jumping all over it figuring you know what we're going to keep him around for now. And what do you think of all this?
3: Oh, I mean, this has been talked about to death for the past few days about what we should what you know, WWE should do with swagger, do I, I agree with you. I think that this has indirectly saved his position as far as his push goes and his, and his match with, uh, with Alberto Del Rio at WrestleMania. I mean, he, he, he you, you think about a few, you know, things here, you know, Glenn Beck, he's, you know, big time political talk analyst. He's put, plenty of time on, you know, on his show about WWE recently, Jack Swagger is in one of the top four WrestleMania title matches, uh, or one of the top four WrestleMania matches in a world title match with Alberto Del Rio. Um, you know, one of the top four matches that's being heavily promoted. Um, and, uh, you know with 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 his position on the card and the mainstream media you know getting towards him i mean Yeah, I don't think this is going to go. I don't think this Glenn Beck talk is going to go on for the next six weeks. In my opinion, this will probably last. In my opinion, I think this will probably last another week or so, and then it's going to start to die down. um, As far as uh, this this Glenn Beck is uh, concerned with his feelings towards the uh, Coulter Swagger character, unless these guys do something that's just going to really piss Beck off, and then he goes on a rampage, and now he's got a soapbox to jump on um, for, for you know future shows that he does. But, um, yeah, no, this, this is – I think this is indirectly saved him. I mean, I've heard stories that – and and this is all coming out, of course, the, the news after the fact that, you know, he got arrested for the DUI. But the WWE wellness policy states that if you are convicted of a crime involving a controlled substance, um, you know, narcotics, the WWE has the option to fire you. Marijuana is only – you know, he, he got caught with marijuana. There was no alcohol. He caught marijuana in his system, and there was possession. Um, and the marijuana is only a fine of twenty-five hundred dollars, as far as the the WWE wellness policy is concerned. It's not a suspension. Um, do I think he should be suspended for what he did, considering the the considering considering he's getting a big push, and he put himself and the company in that negative light, where people can just you know find reasons to 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 put their 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 nose down on WWE. Yeah, I would I would think that the WWE should. And here's another factor that a lot of people haven't really brought up. When Bruno Sammartino agreed to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, there were other factors involved. You know, he's going to be involved in a video game possibly and and other projects with them. But Triple H, it was Triple H probably said in an interview He had to sit down with Bruno and discuss with him The WWE wellness policy And how the WWE is really trying to Clean up the drug scene That's been You know that, that, That's been tied to, to professional wrestling for, for decades And Bruno knew Bruno is personal friends with the doctor Who does the drug screening for the WWE And Triple H really had to convince Bruno San Martino That listen this is a different time This is a different era We're really trying to clean it up It would be a huge slap in the face to Bruno Sammartino if Jack Swagger's suspended and he gets his WrestleMania title shot and is put on pay-per-view and makes a WrestleMania payday the night after Bruno Sammartino gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. And it would also make Bruno look bad even if he accepts the offer, knowing all this information, considering how strongly he has felt about WWE's drug use in the past. So, I mean, there's a lot of factors to play into this. I personally think that Beck did save, save Swagger's standing, and this is the attention that Vince wants heading into WrestleMania. Who knows? Maybe you will get some political wingnuts, decide to pay, you know, 60 bucks to order WrestleMania just to see what Jack Swagger and Zeb Coulter are going to say in regards to the quote-unquote bashing of the Tea Party. I mean, if if that's more money in Vince's pocket, you know what that means. He's he's all for it. So I think we'll see after tomorrow night where they go with it. Um, I mean, there's been talk of doing a Glenn Beck impersonation on Monday Night Raw and maybe having, you know, Swagger and Coulter, uh, it, you know, interfere in that somehow. They've even invited Glenn Beck to come to Raw, but Beck has, you know, said he will not be there. He's got other engagements, and he's kind of mocked the fact that he was invited. So I think after tomorrow night, we'll we'll get a clear understanding as to uh, what the Jack Swagger situation is. And, of course, there's many scenarios the speculation of, of who could replace Swagger. I've heard Mark Henry. I've heard Dolph Ziggler will have to cash in his money in the bank early. Um, I mean, there's so many different scenarios. But if Swagger stays, and I'm, sorry, I'm going to wrap this up, but if Swagger stays, I think we're going to see Swagger and Del Rio similar, and their match will open up Wrestlemania or be on the card somehow. It will get very little time. They'll get like a Daniel Bryan, Sheamus, 18-second kind of thing. Del Rio wins. Swagger takes him out. Ziggler cashes in. Ziggler who is already advertised to face Jericho, so essentially for the first time in Wrestlemania history, you would have three world title matches on that card. Ziggler would have to defend the title against Jericho.
2: Yeah, I could I could totally see that scenario happening, and I'm gonna to go to the Facebook. Like, uh, let's let's try and organize it, because there's so many things. It's like it's amazing, like all swagger all the time this week on the Ken Reidy show. I, it's amazing that we're talking about him that much. So let's, you know, we did ask you guys on the Facebook, you know, should you pull him or or should should the WWE leave him in? And you know, we know what we are. We know what kind of show we are. We're we're not huge, but we're we're getting there, and I and I think our fans are. It's a good cross-section of what wrestling fans are, are, are thinking out there. And these are some of the things that we heard. And we asked the question, if you're in charge and your decision has to be made today, do you pull Swagger from WrestleMania or leave him in? K.J. Lynn, I'd pull him. But I never would have let him win the title shot in the first place. Uh, Bob Scott tells us, uh, the guy got a DUI. You have to send a message to the locker room. Fire him. Uh, Mike Polarico, uh, Keep him. It's totally fine for Orton to do it, Shawn Michaels. A lot of people did it. Keep him in. Even Caitlyn, your own Divas champion, did it. Swagger will be fine and will be the real-world heavyweight champion weed the people. Eric Coleman. Pull him and suspend him. I just love the gimmick they started with him, but yes, I agree. Send a message to the locker room. Scott Swineford, pull Swagger and start making an example of of what we won't tolerate. Dank, our friend Dank, says pull him. Uh, then you would ask, like, how would you pull the switch? Uh, James Somerville actually ta- says, Swagger's manager cuts a promo on Raw, talks about how America is this and that, and, and uh, Barrett comes out and says his country is the best on the planet bar none. Barrett says he never got his chance to become world heavyweight champion and wants an opportunity. He also realizes Swagger never held the IC title and says, Even if Swagger wins at WrestleMania, his career will never be complete without winning the IC title. Barrett versus Swagger on Raw for the WrestleMania spot slash IC title. Barrett goes over. Lawrence Anderson says, pull him. Dave Zelensky, pull him. His gimmick is working, but he has never been good enough to be world champ, and a message needs to be sent. Uh, Orlando Camacho says, I would use Mark Henry. Have him continue to just destroy people. Uh... Rick McDin- McDisney Walker, keep him in. Let's face it. His character is controversial, so if his recent arrest adds to that controversy, then let it ride. If Pot is not what they are drug testing for and his charge is possession, he could have been holding it for Jeb. LOL. The storyline is too compelling to just drop it. The most mainstream media since Punk won the title, Swagger's getting more press than the croc. Mm Mm-hmm, I mean The Rock. Frank Pintaro says, pull him. He doesn't respect the business. And Mikey Kanata says, I think they should wait until he's convicted. So you have a a lot of different uh, opinions there as far as where they should go with Swagger. But the majority are saying, pull him um, at this point. And I would think that probably most fans were probably thinking uh, similarly. But then, lo and behold, you have Glenn Beck. He's outraged! Outraged! How dare the wrestling world make fun of his beloved Tea Party? And uh, you know, in a world that it, it, you know, I mean, wrestling is is you know, especially the WWE has gone out of their way to, uh, you know, just put out there that that this is sports entertainment. These guys are playing characters. Uh, if nothing else, if you watched the uh, press conference earlier in the week with the WWE, the press conference ends and the first person to walk out on stage with a big smile on his face waving to the press is Mark Henry, who's the biggest monster on the planet on Raw and SmackDown. But then come press conference time, he's you know, a happy, smiling guy. Um, these are characters that, that people are playing. And, and for Glenn Beck to come out and, and be outraged, what I mean your your party your is is above parity you know the media can't can't poke fun at it and i wonder if glenn beck has a guilty conscience because in no way at no time do i remember zeb saying we representing the tea party think this this and this he's just you know he's a, a conservative redneck type character if you will um if you're so bent out of shape thinking uh you know, they're making fun of your party specifically, um, you know, I don't know. It's just it's it's interesting to me that he would, you know, take a stance and then kinda get a little nasty about wrestling fans and uh our our intellectual capacity and, and uh you know how like well highbrow people and, and smart people would not be watching wrestling. Um you know, kinda nasty not only towards wrestling in the wwe and what jack swagger and, and uh, zeb Colter are doing but also nasty towards the fan base and uh also he he in his in his rants he, he ripped on nascar fans as well so i think glenn beck definitely has uh um some very pointed opinions not only about uh the subject matter of the wwe but uh those of us who enjoy watching it and um i kind of took offense to him kind of Pointing the finger like that, it was just it was nasty, nasty comments. Uh, anybody who is, and I'll put the, the 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 ball back in Glenn Beck's court. Anybody who who is intellectually sound would be keenly aware of the fact that this is entertainment and this is a parody and this is, is an, an extreme character that is is supposed to be polarizing and in wrestling. The great characters are the ones that kind of push certain buttons to to elicit a, a very visceral response, and this character is working. And I think that the fact that Glenn Beck can't handle this shows his intellectual limitations and how he doesn't understand what it's like to play a controversial character. So... You know, there's my feelings on what Glenn Beck is saying. I, I found what he said offensive to me, because you can disagree with what the WWE is doing, and that's all fine and good, but man, like for you to, to point the finger at, at, at a, a fan base like that, millions of people worldwide who are into pro wrestling from all walks of life, are there dumb wrestling fans? Absolutely! They're also smart wrestling fans. There are wrestling fans that are white, black, Chinese, Southern, Northern, they're worldwide. I mean to to just to overgeneralize, well if you watch wrestling, you're of this intellectual capacity was just you know, shame on you, Glenn Beck, and it just what you've done is actually you've made the Tea Party look worse. And for anyone who maybe would want to join or, or see what you're all about Or see what the the Tea Party is all about And, and kind of learn a little bit about politics uh, Glenn Beck to me Would immediately turn me off To whatever he happens to believe in Because how do you Paint such a broad brush Over an entire fan base I, I just I didn't like the way he addressed it He could have just went after the WWE And said I don't like this character I mean that would have proved him to be ignorant enough But then to to point the finger at the fan base I, I just found highly disrespectful in your thoughts, Dave.
3: I know. I, I completely agree with you. There's one point he made early on in his rant where he said that he, he highly doubts that New York wall street people watch wrestling. If he's, you know, smart on his research, <laughs> the WWE is a publicly traded company on the New York stock exchange. You moron. I mean, <laughs> I, I did I, I didn't get that, you know, the whole rant against people. You know, he, he even took it, like you said, he took a dig at NASCAR. Um, you know, there's there's millions of people. You made the you made the point, you know, millions of people worldwide. There 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 are, there are different kinds of people in all facets of life. Yes, like you said, there's dumb wrestling fans. Hey, there's there's dumb sports fans. There's dumb politicians. There's you know there's smart politicians. There's smart sports fans. So. For him to just rip on people, I think that was just a tool to get people to listen to his show, to call in, to to, to, to generate some buzz for him because his show obviously is not doing as great as the Ken Reedy show. But <laughs> I just I you know when when politicians and like the Parents Television Council years back and 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 other groups have gotten involved when it comes to wrestling, like they just it's just something for them to complain about, you know? It's like, they, they, it almost seems like they got nothing to do and they need to they need something to complain about. I, I just don't, I didn't get the whole thing. I don't really pay attention to it. I mean, I paid attention to this story because, you know, it's part of my job with the news and, and, and for this show to discuss this. But I watched that video that you, that, you know, was posted on the Facebook page earlier, and I was just, it was just, it was just like a collective bashing of like, you know, just human beings overall, like, like, like to me, like I, I, we're probably not the only show out there that's going to rip into this guy Glenn Beck, and I hope that you know everybody else that has a wrestling radio show, you know, does exactly what he did to us wrestling fans because I just don't think it was necessary for him to go that far.
2: Well, it's funny because I, I almost feel like, which is ironic, uh, you know that that in some ways, you know, maybe Glenn Beck is actually using wrestling. You know, he's jumped on this. You know, maybe he needs. You know, we talk all the time about. Wrestling and and, you know Liking that mainstream media attention And and looking for that that free publicity I mean hell maybe Glenn Beck Is the one I mean we're talking Like you said publicly traded company So there are a lot of people in New York That are paying close attention To what the WWE is doing WWE Worldwide global entertainment Entertainment multi-billion Dollar Industry my thoughts Are that Glenn Beck is not a multi-billion-dollar industry. So perhaps in his way, you know, he saw this character and thought, "Hey, maybe I could get some attention from the WWE." But uh, you know, maybe he's desperate for it. I I just, it it just was, it was a, it was a poor tact. It was, it was, it was ignorant. It was, it was poorly thought out, And, and it just, it, it. It came off as as prejudicial and, and biased, and, and it, it, it to me it was a guy that look. I listened to it because again we do this show, and you want to hear both sides of, of the argument. So I, I wanted to hear what Glenn Beck was saying and what his problem was uh, with the character. And his his response came off as as very uneducated and and prejudicial, and I, I was unimpressed with with how he he presented himself, and he didn't. He he tried to, he tried to present himself in a way that, you know, I, I don't like how they're making fun of uh, my party and my beliefs, and, and that's cool. I mean, that just shows the character's working because you want to elicit that visceral response. But once he got into, you know, ripping on wrestling fans, like, where exactly are you going with this? I mean, what's the point there? I mean, there, there, are, there are Republican wrestling fans. I would guarantee you that there are wrestling fans that are members of the Tea Party. And there are Democratic wrestling fans. It just it, it it came off as as just cheap shock value crap radio that uh you know I, I saw Glenn Beck came off as as fairly uneducated and in an effort to present all sides um of the argument and and I I'll be the first to admit I do fall more on the liberal side of politics and uh but you know I wanted to go and and get some. You know, some input out there. And there's a gentleman by the name, of Michael Illions, who is, uh, works a lot in the New Jersey uh, – actually, the Conservative Party. He was in the Republican Party. He left the Republican Party in Jersey to uh, help lead the state's Conservative Party. So, uh, and as it turns out, he was also a professional wrestler uh, years ago. He wrestled for 14 years under the moniker A.J. Sparks. So Michael has a, a unique perspective on both the, the industry as well as uh, politics. And like I said, so as far as politics goes, Michael falls probably closely in his ideology where a, Beck would, would, a Glenn Beck would fall. So let, let's, let's remember that. And I, I sent uh, Michael Illions an, an email just to kind of say, all right, well, what are your thoughts on this? And, and he was kind enough to email me back, and I'd like to, to read you guys uh, what he said. Um, first off, he said, thanks for the email and for asking my thoughts. First off, wrestling is a work. It's about entertainment, and sure, it may straddle or cross the lines at times, although in this instance, it's neither. I think it's actually funny. And a great idea for a gimmick. It should have a short lifespan as well. I think Beck is blowing this all out of proportion, and not sure what the end game is for him doing that, if any, does exist. With WrestleMania just around the corner, I found the timing a little suspicious, but we will see about that. This gimmick is no different than the Iron Sheik doing his thing during the Iran hostage crisis, or turning Sergeant Slaughter against his own country years later. I remember when the WWE was getting ripped by the Parents Teacher Council. In response, McMahon created a whole storyline for Stevie Richards, and called the right to censor and ran with it. It's a business, and it's called sports entertainment. Thanks again. If you need anything more, please let me know, Michael. So there you have it. Someone who works in the Republican or in the Conservative Party who is saying, you know what? He's okay with it. And I, I it's, it it boggles my mind when you when you look at entertainment and and media and uh, you know it's it's just like there's Saturday Night Live there's there's all sorts of things in media and and the idea that that Glenn Beck thinks he's above parody and, and and like your your political ideology we can't make fun of we can make fun of other things but we can't make fun of your ideology just uh I don't know. It, to me, it speaks volumes on the type of person Glenn Beck probably is.
3: Yeah, I mean, if he thinks he's above parody, wait till tomorrow night because you know that the WWE is going to rip into him. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna make mention of him on television. There will probably be somebody impersonating him. They'll probably do some sort of skit of some sort. I mean, you remember a few years back when they had. Um. When the when the owner of the the Denver Nuggets, the NBA basketball team, they were supposed Raw was supposed to run uh, their show that night on on uh, in, in their arena, and the Nuggets had like a playoff game or something of that nature, and WWE you know already had signed the lease for the building, and there were some issues with that, and they had to scramble to find somebody to host the um, the event. And it turns out Los Angeles and the Staples Center hosted it, and Vince did a uh, a, a skit or an impersonation with uh, some guy dressed up like the, uh, the the Denver Nuggets owner, and they even did um, um I remember um, uh, it was like a eight man tag or a ten man tag or something like that with. I think Cena, Orton was involved, uh, MVP, Jerry Lawler, a bunch of guys. And, you know, baby faces were dressed up in uh, Lakers uniforms, and the, the heels were dressed up in Denver Nuggets uniforms and, uh, you know, playing off of that. So, so WWE is going to make it known that, you know, they don't tolerate what Glenn Beck has to say about their, uh, 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 about, you know, the wrestling fans and the WWE in general. I mean, hell, hell the stand up for WWE campaign a few years ago when Linda was running for the first time for senate i mean you know when you when you step on the WWE's toes vince takes it personal obviously and he'll publicly fight back and let you know about it and i think beck's going to be at the center of a big joke come tomorrow night
2: oh i would agree and 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 the interesting thing about glenn beck and it's it's funny his his argument but you know in, in, in basically the same breath, as he sits and complains and, and is, is outraged that this character, Zeb Coulter and Jack Swagger, are painting the, the tea party with, with this stereotypical broad brush. In the same breath, he's painting wrestling fans. You know, it's just like what he's upset about. He's doing the exact same thing. And in in his in, in wrestling's context, it's entertainment. With, coming from Glenn Beck, it's just mean. It's just mean spirited, and, and you know, it, it, to me, it's just like it's 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 shoddy political shock jock crap. Um, and you know, I guess that's what Glenn Beck is all about. I guess, you know, I I knew there was a good reason I didn't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most I've ever listened to Glenn Beck ever um and again which which tells me that maybe he needed the uh he needed the media attention from the wwe because i would never listen to him and uh you know now it's like i'm sure there's a ton of wrestling fans out there there i bet there's probably wrestling fans that didn't even know who the hell glenn beck was and it's like oh yeah, yeah let me listen to what this guy has to say so uh you know maybe glenn beck should be thanking the wwe um what do you think about this? Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. We got a full bank of calls, so we're gonna go out there right now. Get what you guys think. First off, we're gonna go with Tony Tony are you there? Yep. How
4: are you guys doing?
2: Doing alright, how are you doing, buddy?
5: I'm doing alright. Oh man.
2: <laughs> so what do you think? You know, this whole Jack Swagger thing, uh between the DUI and uh potentially getting uh Suspended and Glenn Beck getting involved. And what, what do you think of all this?
5: I think the whole thing is a big train wreck. See, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like. I mean, first, you know, I mean, Swagger winning the Chamber, I mean, I didn't see, you know, like you said, no one saw that coming. I didn't see it, you know, happening. But the whole, even like the whole storyline with you know, him and Dutch Mantel or whatever you want to call him, you know, was just, you know, was him saying, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, they're anti anyone who, you know, like, who's not American or whatever. And it's like, even like on SmackDown, when he went up to, you know, like, when he, they were with Wade Barrett in the back, and he was like, oh, you're from England, you're taking, you're part of the problem too, because you're taking jobs from Americans. It's just like, I, I just, you know, it's, I, the whole, you know, it's like, you know, Southern heel, heel, heel American or whatever, I, I just think it's, it, it, I don't know, I, I think it's kind of a bad taste, but um, it's, yeah know, because, but uh, they did I, I, um, they did have a, just my own swagger, I guess, I don't know, so if they had a video, like a, you know, it's actually, th- Telling Glenn Beck, hey, this, you know, this isn't real, this is a sports entertainment, you know, Del Rio's the protagonist, we're the antagonist, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know. And he kind of, you know, he he ripped him for, uh, you know, for, for uh, he ripped Glenn Beck for uh, basically doing that, you know. Let me ask
2: for, you know, little, uh, what did you fans think stupid? of that? Because some, you know, there's some wrestling fans that uh, loved it, and then some wrestling fans that, uh, you know, weren't crazy about the fact that uh, they broke kayfabe like that, Um what did you think of that video?
5: I was actually okay with that. I mean, I actually, you know, it was actually, you know, because he was actually telling, you know, it's like he was, like I said, he was telling Glenn Beck, you know, it's like, hey, this isn't real, it's, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's entertainment, it's part of a show, and blah, 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 and whatever. So, you know, it's as dumb as the storyline may be, you know, it's, but it's, uh, it's, I can say, you know, I mean, as far as Glenn Beck, I don't know, guess I guess I've never, I've never seen him before, I've never seen him before, and that's all, but it's just like, you know, it's like, he uh, seems to be like you know, like with the uh, like. I, I, how often do we, you know, it's like happened before where we had people in, in, I think, you know, in the media or whatever, and it's like, oh yeah, wrestling is that, you know, it's that fake stuff. People will watch that or you know, morons or whatever. You know, it's just like it's like okay, and now we got another. Here's another one. You know, it's like if they do a skit with him, you know, like an impersonator tomorrow. Not, oh my god, that segment is going to be so bad if they go with that.
2: <laughs> they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna do something. I, I can't pr- now. They may do something with an impersonator or they may just uh you know, do something with uh Zeb and Jack where they just come out and uh you know, rip on Glenn for just not showing up and and being chicken. I mean, who knows uh where they're gonna go with it. But uh yeah, like Dave said before, I mean they they are gonna do something. There's no way they're gonna let uh Glenn uh backing out and you know, Vince has always he's had a history of it. Uh, you know, he doesn't take Kindly to, to that sort of crap And, uh, you know And, and that, again, I, and I can't stress that enough You know, Glenn Beck I, I get it, you know, and, and again The good characters kind of You know, kind of They hit you, they hit you in the gut, you know And and, and that's that's when, it, to me That's when a character's working So, you know, if Glenn Beck wants to get on his radio show and And, and say, you know I don't like this character I don't like how it's portraying uh, certain beliefs, I don't like that it's it's uh, you know I'm a Tea Party member and and I believe in this stuff and and I find this offensive. That's one thing, and I disagree with them on that. But that's one thing, and I I can respect someone who's going to come out and say that. Where Glenn Beck loses me is is the way he talked about wrestling fans. That that's where it goes from all right, you know Glenn, you're entitled to your opinion to. Glenn now you're just you're just being nasty. And uh that that's kind of where Mr. Beck loses me. I mean, when uh, did you did you hear some of the stuff that Glenn Beck uh, said about wrestling fans, Tony? No,
5: actually I didn't, I didn't see the video. <laughs> um yeah, I just figured okay, it's another guy ripping on us on wrestling fans again. I'm just thinking, okay, you know, I just figured okay. Yeah,
2: I I I I didn't hear it. As wrestling fans, like, we we put up with that all the time. And you know it was just one of those things where like I, you know I, I don't need to hear it again I no need to this guy sitting you know in front of a microphone is you know I'm I am i am not going to go and, and I'm no better than anyone else you know I I mean the arrogance of this man to to sit there and just you know take this attitude that almost because he doesn't watch wrestling he's better than me that that was that, essentially that's his attitude that he's a better human being He's a smarter human being. He's just just all around better than the rest of us because he happens to not be a wrestling fan. And and to be honest, I I took offense at. It. I thought it was uh, it was just shoddy journalism. And and uh, I it, I find it hard to to re- respect somebody who's gonna you know talk like that about a, a specific fan base. and, and it's a it's a group of people, essentially. I mean, it's a group of people. So whether – like when you talk about things politically and you look at groups of people, you know, groups of people can be – you know, I mean, it's not looked at in the same vein, but groups of fans, uh, races, sexual preference. I mean, these are all groups, and, and Glenn Beck took it upon himself to, to look at a one specific group and say you guys are inferior to me and that and that to me is, is just intolerable. And I, I'm hoping that whatever they do and, and Dutch Mantel is a seems like a real bright guy. Uh whatever they do to make fun of uh Glenn Beck on Monday, I'm I'm actually looking forward to it. I think it should be uh pretty interesting. Uh you know, we we're, we were getting into all the politics things, but I'm curious, Tony, with the with the DUI when that broke, would you uh would you have pulled the uh, swagger from the main event? All the the World Heavyweight Championship match, or you keep him in?
5: Ooh, man, that yeah, that is a tough call. I mean, isn't like isn't isn't that, that technically a wellness policy violation? Getting getting busted for uh, for that? No, it's not. It's not a wellness. I, I read the I read the, the the
3: statement. It's not a it's not a wellness violation if you get busted for for. Um, I mean, the only there's no suspension. There's not the street, the the, the three strike rule, excuse me, there's a twenty five hundred okay. there's a twenty five hundred dollar fine if they test and if a test comes back from marijuana being positive because they test for multiple things. I don't know specifics but I would assume human growth hormone and steroids and um they test your 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 levels as far as um as far as, uh, you know, what kind of prescription medication you're taking, they could tell if you're abusing it or not. Um, but they did say, like I said earlier, if you are convicted of a crime um, involving a controlled substance, a narcotic, um, the, the WWE has the option to fire you, regardless of how many strikes you have. Um, so, they they, they have, uh, unless they've come up with their decision, you know, uh, they, they have... They have, uh, you know, plenty of uh, thinking to do in regards to what they're going to do with him.
5: Yeah. So, so that's just, what to do, what to do with him? I don't know. I mean, maybe, uh, maybe like your idea, like what you said earlier. You know, it's like do like, the, like a re, like, uh, just have Del Rio just like, you know, squash him and then have to like also go cash in and. and uh, I, you know, at uh, WrestleMania, or whatever I mean, I don't know. I'm, I mean, you know, like Del Rio Swagger. I mean, I don't know if anybody. I mean, I don't know when it happened. You know, it's like when, when it first happened last week when he won the Chambers. Like, I don't know if anyone really buys that as being a uh, a legit, you know, top match. You know, because I mean, you know, it's like, you know, cause it's it's Jack Swagger for God's sake.
3: <laughs> no no, but no yeah but nobody bought Daniel Bryan and Sheamus as being a legit top match and that was probably one of the most talked about things as at la, la uh, excuse me i'm having trouble talking today <laughs> um after WrestleMania last year, with the 18 seconds and the and the yes chance, so I mean, you know, there were certain things that we all expected going into WrestleMania, and there were certain things we didn't expect, and that was probably one of the most shocking moments that you could see, uh, you know, at a WrestleMania was the was the the Sheamus you know victory over over uh, over Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan in Bryan, yeah. short fashion, so, I mean. The storyline story seems to be getting some steam. Del Rio keeps getting more popular and popular as the babyface. And this whole, you know, Coulter and, and Swagger, they're drawing a lot more heat with their with their beliefs about their America. And it was It's kind of ready-made. When people believe it is the top feud, who knows? There's still six weeks left, and if they're going to run with Jack Swagger and Del Rio, you know, if that's the plan. Then I think that you let this thing develop over time, and there's a good chance that, that people will buy into it.
2: Agreed. So many things, so many issues surrounding that. Tony, as always, thanks for the call, and uh, look forward to hearing from you next week. All right, man, if you guys don't know, Tony is our expert blogger. Go to com. He blogs each and every week on Raw, Impact, and SmackDown. Thanks for the call. We'll talk to you soon, Tom. All right, take care, guys. Take care, easy Yeah, it's really, you know, it's it's tough, like, thinking about it. I mean, it's, it's weird, because when you look at the World Heavyweight Championship, and... It's it's almost like how we grew up with the IC title, like it, it's kind of like that level title. It's you know it's the world heavyweight championship I know, and and they, they they try and at least talk about it with a certain level of prestige. And it's kind of you know that's the the SmackDown belt and the the WWE titles, the Raw belt. But I mean, let's face it. I mean the WWE belt is obviously. Uh, presented and defended in a far more prestigious manner than the, the world heavyweight championship so you know it's not you know i get it and i know and it's all selling and they they present it as you know a main event because it's a world heavyweight championship but i i would liken the uh you know how we grew up how we grew up with the way the ic title was uh you know back in the day looking back when uh you know, and guys like when Bret Hart and, you know, the Ultimate Warrior and uh, the Honky Tonk Man, and back in those days, the, the the guys with the IC title, that's kind of where I look at the, the World Heavyweight Championship. I With these two guys, I mean, I don't know how long, how many legs, how many legs are, uh, this storyline has, uh, but Dave, I, I think these two should have a pretty entertaining match at WrestleMania, and you know going forward after that i mean who knows but you know i think the storyline should sustain until wrestlemania
3: yeah i th- i think they would have a, i think they would have a pretty good match and uh from what i understand the the, the build up not only with the um with the uh the, the the disagreement of Coulter and swagger over quote unquote i mean let let me let me just throw it out there if i offend anybody i apologize but the disagreement over uh, immigrants taking, you know, Americans' jobs between, you know, Del Rio and Swagger. And, you know, that was the, that was the, uh, the, the what really started it up. Um, but what they were really trying to go for from what I've been reading is it was, you know, which move is deadlier, the ankle lock or the, you know, the cross-arm bar submission, which would be pretty cool because these days wrestling is about, you know, you kissed my girlfriend and, you know, we're, you ran me over with a car, or you know stuff like that, or you know you you took the the, the two back wheels off my tour bus. Now I'm gonna kick your ass, kind of thing. You know it's not it's not down to the core of what wrestling used to be. And I thought that would be kind of cool. You know, go a little old school. What move is more dangerous? What submission hold is more dangerous? The the, the arm breaker or the ankle lock and the intrigue and you know who's gonna tap out to what move? I I think that you know if they built you know it on that. Not not just that, but the other stuff, you know, added to it, I believe that it would sustain itself towards WrestleMania and be something that people would be interested in. Obviously not on the level of John Cena versus The Rock or, a, or you know, a Brock Lesnar Triple H that's been matched, rematched and talked about. But I think there would be people that would be interested in it. And let's face it. I think too that you know Alberto Del Rio. He's done so well as a babyface in the past. You know, since he's become one, you know, late last year, that the timing is perfect with him heading into WrestleMania. We're going to be in the New York, New Jersey area. You know, there is a large Latino population in that area, and for him to go into that stadium, I mean, I just think it would. I think the atmosphere would be pretty cool, and it would be electric, and there would be a lot of people interested in seeing that match, especially the Latinos in the, you know, New Jersey, New York area.
2: Yeah. It, it, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to the match. We'll see where the storyline goes. But right now we have on the line, um, and we wanted to get some some uh, wrestlers' points of view because we, we had the, you know, we talked again. we I still can't believe we're talking this much about Jack Swagger. Um well, you know, having a spot like that at WrestleMania, you know, getting the DUI, the whole storyline, Glenn back. we wanted to get some wrestling perspective. So we do have on the line, we have a good friend of the show, Steve Off is on the line. Steve, how are you doing tonight? Ken, I've been
6: better, but I'm doing all right. How are you?
2: Doing all right. First off, before we get into a uh, swagger radio, um, oh. <laughs> how are you doing? You had a uh, championship match last night at, at the BWO. Uh, how are you feeling today um, coming out of that match?
6: You know, last night I, I felt like I got hit by a Mack truck mostly because of the, you know, brass knuckles punch in the face. But uh, today I just feel like I got hit by, like, a small car, like a smart car. So, you know, I'm still feeling it, but another day or two I'll be back to 100%. So, uh, you know, you just know, can't keep me down.
2: Okay, well, I'm, I'm glad to hear you're, you're doing okay. Uh, I'm curious, as, as someone in the business, and we'll kind of we'll we'll split up the topic because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot going on with Swagger. But first off, with with the DUI, um, your thoughts As a performer You get this spot um, You're going to go For the World Heavyweight Championship uh, At Wrestlemania Not not just any pay-per-view, not Raw Wrestlemania And two days later you get popped for a DUI um, Just your, your thoughts on, on That aspect of, of things
4: You know,
6: I know We all make mistakes, nobody's perfect And all that, but you have a shot on WrestleMania. Never mind just the main one of the main events, but you have a shot to be on WrestleMania. I don't care if you're just the opening match. You better be on your best behavior in every aspect. You know, backstage, hit all your spots in the ring, and
1: um, you know,
6: there's no law against drinking and, and smoking pot in your hotel. Um, well, smoking pot's illegal, but you know, there's no law against drinking in your hotel room. And you know, I don't understand why you can't just wait till you get to your destination. And, you know, like I said, I know people make mistakes, but being in that spot, I kind of would have been on my best behavior in every aspect, never mind DUI. But, you know, it's just my opinion on it. I mean, I don't don't know that the guy should be fired. I don't know that he shouldn't. That's not for me to say. As far as the WrestleMania match, I definitely don't think him as World Heavyweight Champion would be good publicity for the WWE. But, I mean, taking him out of the match that they've already advertised, I don't know. I mean part of me says take him out of it to to make him an example. And you know what part of me says they've invested a lot of money in making this match happen already. And, you know, business wise it would be stupid to cancel it. So I hate to pry the fence on that, but there's really no one answer, you know?
2: I mean on the character, uh that that you know, the, the reinvention of Jack Swagner and, and what uh Zeb Coulter has, has brought to the table this and what, what do you think of, of this this repackaging of Jack?
6: He's got people talking, so it's good. I mean, I know it's offensive to some, and, and some people are like, hey, you know, I know people like that, and I don't like them, and blah, blah, blah. You know, you could say all you want about it being offensive and all that, and yeah, maybe it is, maybe it's going a bit far, but bottom line is it has, it has people talking. People are going to say pay hey, to see this guy get his ass kicked, and some people are going to support him, and he's going to get a reaction one way or the other, usually, you know, maybe both. I would think some people support that, uh, what you say, and then some don't. So, you know, kind of like a John Cena situation, like on the other side of the coin, you know? I see it definitely being big money one way or the other.
2: So what do you think of of Glenn Beck's opinion?
6: Glenn Beck, uh, for the lack of a better term, is an asshole, and he has no idea what he's talking about. I mean, he's judging an audience that he doesn't know. Like, if he were a wrestling fan and he said that, I would still disagree with him but at least he has some grounds to formulate an opinion. You know, I mean, he has a right to his opinion. That's America, you know, but you should probably think about, you know, learning what you're talking about before you talk about it. That's just my opinion on that.
2: Do you as as someone in the business, I mean, do, do you, hmm. I, I mean, do you, do you find it offensive? Do you, do you, you just say, I mean, you know, and I'm okay with, you know, yeah, okay, fine, Glenn Beck's an asshole. Um, yeah. But do you find it, like, offensive? Is it something that you're just like, all right, he's an idiot I, I, I'm not going to pay attention? I mean, what are your thoughts when a, polit- a political figure like, like him comes out and just says, you know, hey, all wrestling fans are, you know, basically, I mean, and it's not a quote. But basically, the is, <laughs> you know, wrestling is stupid and, and wrestling fans are uneducated. I mean, does, does it hit home or do you just kind of let it roll off?
6: It might if it wasn't coming from a politician, but, I mean, come on. This guy's a politician. They make a living off of being full of crap, and I don't think they have a clue about their job, never mind mine. So I don't find it personally offensive. I find it laughable, but I can see why people would be offended by it, I guess.
3: Steve, uh, jumping on to another subject, you, just, you mentioned that you got hit by a by a Mack truck at the BWO show, and unfortunately mm-hmm. you, you came up short, um, no fault of your own, uh, in, in capturing the uh the BWO heavyweight championship from that walking fountain of misinformation tristan law can <laughs> you uh, can you please explain to to our audience and you know to myself exactly what happened and uh where are you going to go further we're going to see another match i mean tristan was on the show a couple weeks ago i kind of had it out with him um mm-hmm. And he uh, he mentioned that this will be the last match the two of you had. He said he was going to have a match with himself. I don't know what exactly that means, but uh, I, that, that's a little too much information for me personally. So, uh, but uh, could you just explain to our audience uh, what where you're going to go from here and, and what happened last night? What what, what went wrong?
6: Well, as far as him having a match with himself, like you said, too much information. I really didn't need to hear that, brother. I appreciate that. Thank you. And am throw up a little bit later.
0: <laughs> this match, man, I mean, it was one of,
6: <laughs> like, you know, with all bias aside, looking back on it, it was one of the better matches competitive-wise of my career, and, you know, I give him props for that. I also give him props for being a really, really crafty, quote-unquote, champion, because the first fall I took it straight up with the crippler crossface. He tapped out. The second ball, he caught me. He caught me straight up with the choke bomb off the second rope. I'll admit that. You know, there's no shame in, in losing an you know, athlete that caliber. I mean, not on my level, but, you know, pretty close. And then the last haul, we wound up knocking the referee down. He accidentally booted the referee in the face. So, you know, it didn't trigger a DQ. It was an accident. And I had him in the cross face, tapping like a drunk man, so to speak. And the ref's down, ref down. Those refs, man, you... you hit him like, you know, on the arm and they fall down for an hour. I, you know, it's unbelievable. I went to check on the dude and apparently Tony Schaaf passed his Tristan Law a set of brass knuckles and I don't remember anything after that point, but I watched it back and yeah, I got clocked in the face with brass knuckles and you know, it doesn't feel too great. Doesn't feel too great at all. As far as where I go from here, I mean, back to the top. Do I get an instant rematch with Tristan Law? Obviously not, because he beat me by pinfall. You know, by hook or by crook. And, you know, he, sure, he cheated more than, you know, more than I thought he would. But, you know what, there's there's no excuse. A loss is a loss, and you got to go back to, uh, you know, the back of the line, so to speak. And ultimately, yes, I will be the BWO World Heavyweight Champion again. Will we have to wait a while to see that? Unfortunately, I think we will. But, you know what, that's fine. You can make me wait all you want, but the cream always rises to the top.
2: Well, good luck to you. <laughs> Where can we see you uh, in, in the uh, future, in the next couple of weeks, if we want to come and see Steve off, uh, where will you be wrestling?
6: March 10th, I'll be in New Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, challenging Sean Williams for the EHW Television Championship. And then I don't know who I'm wrestling yet, but on March 16th and March 23rd, I'll be wrestling for the BWO. March 16th, we're in Nutley, New Jersey, if you want the details, find me on Facebook or Twitter, Facebook.com slash at ask SteveWolf at Twitter. And the 23rd, where I believe in Vetner, which is down by Atlantic City, it's Ring of Honor invades the BWO. And also, I'm assuming I'm wrestling somebody who is or has been in Ring of Honor, but I'm not sure yet. They haven't announced my opponent. But, you know, it really doesn't matter because I win 99% of my matches anyway, and it's not going to make a difference. I just hope it's somebody good so we can have a great match.
2: That's cool, and that's uh, that's something, uh, yeah, ROHBWO, getting at it. uh, And that's a charity show, correct?
6: I believe it is. I don't really know the details yet. I fully intend to find out and post them all on Facebook and Twitter, but I just got my bell rung. I probably knew the details and forgot them, but I will definitely get you guys all that info.
2: Very cool, Steve. Thanks for the call. We'll talk to you soon, man.
5: All right, guys, thanks. Enjoy the show. I will. Thanks a lot, Steve. All right, bye.
2: Okay, an and interesting perspective. I mean, getting a guy from the business, and I and think you know he, he kind of hit the nail on the head there. You get that spot at WrestleMania, you keep your nose clean, and uh, you know, Mister Swagger did not. But uh, maybe Glenn Beck has saved his career. We're gonna, you guys have been great, and a lot of patience, and we have a, a lot of callers, so we're gonna squeeze one in right now. It's been on hold for a while, and then on the at, after the news, we're just gonna. We're going to go out to the calls. We're going to get you all in, so thanks for being patient. But we're going to one more call before the news break, and come on, answer. Love technology. I just get the – hey, there we go. Justin, are you there? Hi, Ken. How you doing, buddy? Um, what's up? I'm doing all right. How are you? Very good. Let me ask you something, Justin. You're 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 a big wrestling fan, right? Right on, brother. And you heard about this stuff? This this guy Glenn Beck uh, said some bad things about wrestling fans. He's a he's he's an idiot. <laughs> Thank you. you. You're quite welcome. I, I think you hit the nail on the head right there, Justin. Yeah, he kind of um, he's he's kind of an idiot. Um, not cool. I mean, you know, I mean, you've been a wrestling fan for a long time, right? Oh yeah. And and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I just don't think it was it was a nice thing for uh, Glenn Beck to go and uh say that about wrestling fans. So uh, good for you, Justin. Um, what are you looking forward to coming at coming up uh, with WrestleMania?
3: Well, it's gonna be somebody to fight. You know,
2: there always is. Are you liking Jack Swagger these days? Uh, quite. You do. You like Jack Swagger?
4: Oh yes, definitely, sir.
2: So, do you think he is going to? He's gonna. He's supposed to wrestle uh, Alberto Del Rio for uh, the world heavyweight championship. Do you think he's going to win that match? Do you think Del Rio is going to win?
3: I think it'll be Del Rio.
2: Del Rio, excellent. Anything you're looking forward to tomorrow night on Raw?
3: Yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna
2: be somebody hosting Raw. I think Justin. I think you should host Raw. Me? Yes, I think Raw would be incredibly entertaining. They've had some some doozies for hosts and I I would I would watch you on Monday Night Raw. I think you should host Raw. Thank you, Ken. You're you're a nice guy. I try. Justin, (laughs) you.
4: And tell Dave he
2: just got himself a Scooby Doo. Dave's on the line. You can talk to Dave. Tell him he just himself a Scooby Doo.
3: I, well, thank you. I, I'm always on the line, Justin. I'm still here. I'm still employed, and uh, I get a Scooby-Doo reference second week in a row. That's awesome. Thank you, Dave. You're you're a nice guy. You know that. Oh, that. Uh, you know what? I, I I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I've I've heard that from some people. Not a lot, but some people have told me that. But it means a lot coming from you.
4: Oh, you you know that. <laughs>
2: Great! Thanks for supporting us and calling uh, every week. Uh, talk to you next week. Sure, Ken. All right, you take care of yourself. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Ken. Bye bye. Hey, you know what? You're, you're super awesome. Super awesome. I appreciate it, Justin. You too. You're super awesome as well. Oh, thank you, Ken. You're so kind of me. I, I, I try. Thanks. I'll talk to you soon, Justin. All right. We just. I think we got to start a, a, a segment. You know our. The Ken Reedy Show daily affirmation with Justin because everything's so happy after Justin calls. Uh, thanks, Justin, for all the kind words. And uh, you know, even Justin, though, man. First off, I think that was the first edge-free call we've gotten from Justin.
3: Yeah, and now we're now we're on the. I think we're hitting the Scooby Doo trend,
2: so we might be <laughs> trend going. But uh, Justin not pleased with with Glenn Beck either. You know, just flat out. You know he didn't beat around the bush. He didn't give us anything long-winded. He just said he's an idiot. So, people not too happy with Mr. Beck. So, uh, I don't know. I just don't know. But you know what? We have reached that halfway point. So it is time, Dave. You ready? I am. Here we go. Here's the day five, fifty-fifty news report.
3: Thank you very much, Ken. This right here is the Day 5 News Report, only heard here on the Ken Reedy Show. Every Sunday night at the top of the hour. Here, here we go. Top story this week in the, in the world of professional wrestling is the return of The Undertaker to a WWE house show in Waco, Texas, last evening. Undertaker made a surprise appearance for the live crowd, teaming with Sheamus to take on the team of Damian Sandow, and Wade Barrett. Speculation has been that there was a strong possibility The Undertaker would not be able to appear at WrestleMania this year due to injuries or whatever. However, as we all saw last evening, it looks like The Undertaker's WrestleMania status is no longer in question. This past week, Scott Hall had arrived to Atlanta to the accountability crib to live with Diamond Dallas Page and Jake the Snake Roberts in order to clean up his life from alcohol and drugs, participating in several of Diamond Dallas Page's famous yoga for regular guys, as well as healthy eating, living a healthy lifestyle, things of that nature. Footage was shown on YouTube this week of Hall calling Page in a sober state of mind, thanking him for taking him in and helping him out, and Potentially saving his life Reports out of Pages Camp say Hall is taking the right steps in his recovery In his first week And is happy to be a part of The Accountability Crib Legendary promoter Booker, agent Les Thatcher Who helped train the late, great Flying Brian Pillman Will be inducted into the Mid-Atlantic Wrestling Legends Heroes of hall of fame class of 2013 the ceremony is set to take place the weekend of august 1st in charlotte north carolina this is an interesting story and this is for this is for for women for anyone who dates a wrestler you might want to hear this independent wrestler isaac lancaster was arrested on Thursday and arraigned on Friday in a Washington County, Pennsylvania court on charges that include aggravated assault on a police officer and resisting arrest. He was picked up on a warrant stemming from an incident on New Year's Eve that cites he put a woman in a submission hold of some kind. (laughs) When police apprehended him, they eventually used a stun gun to subdue him. So any of you women out there, if you decide to date a wrestler, either you better be able to kick his ass or be able to counter a sleeper hold or a Boston Crab or something, because otherwise you're you're in big trouble. And our final story this week, TNA is considering Australia as a potential host of the next boot camp television series competition, according to PerthNew.com. TNA taped the British boot camp series late last year and is which is now set to air on Foxtel's Fuel TV in Australia in the month of April. And, folks, you just heard him on the air earlier. Steve Off, YouTube, slash Steve Off. Check him out. The Gun Show, Bob Arian, El Rotondo Genioso. The newest sensation on YouTube just keeps getting bigger and better and crazier. You might find Bob Arian at your local Outback Steakhouse with some blue-haired lady with her false teeth and her Diet Coke. At NWA on Fire, every Friday night on MeTV, only at 11 p.m., check out the man of the hour, Ken Reedy, as one of the color commentators for NWA on Fire. And while you're watching NWA on Fire, you can also check out the very first commercial for the Ken Reedy Show. Thank you very much, cameraman Carlos, for taking care of that. And there you have it. That was our Day 5 News Report, only heard here on the Ken
2: Reedy Show. Ken, back to you all right lots of lots of good and interesting stuff out there on on the news you know. great actually you know let let's let's go let's move past the first hour and big thing man i i mean the undertaker uh coming back around uh last night uh at a house show um interesting that he he makes his uh comeback at a house show so uh Looks like we're going to have Taker at WrestleMania, which is awesome. Uh, interesting that they made the, the uh, comeback at a house show. Who knows where they're going uh, with Taker and what they're going to do. But as promised, we're going to go right back out to the phone calls. Whatever you guys want to talk about, 347-838-9815 is the number to call. Be sure to call in. And we're going to start off right now. we got Mr. Trivia on the line. Mr. Trivia, are you there?
4: Yeah, how you doing, Ken? How you doing, Dave? Hey, How's it going? all right yeah all right nice uh nice to uh, talk to you guys tonight uh yeah a couple of things Uh, first of all i want to agree with uh, a couple of points you made there with jack swagger not a very not a very smart move with him getting this kind of push i mean um i remember speaking with somebody that they were saying you know that they really don't do too much as far as uh firing or suspension unless they're convicted so i don't know how that's going to work out uh Kind of glad to see The Undertaker back. It's about time. And, uh, guys, what do you think on, um, well, my take on this is, uh, you know, and the good part about talking wrestling with you guys and living in this great country that we live in, you know, we're all entitled to express our own opinions. And um, my opinion for tomorrow night, I believe I went over this with Dave earlier. Um, We discussed something about it before, and uh, as usual his insight towards it is much better than mine was. But um, that's why he's there and I'm sitting here. And um, my my take on The Undertaker is I think The Undertaker is going to show up tomorrow night and have some kind of uh, – have something to do with the John Cena CM Punk match, causing possibly one of them to get disqualified. And I think if one of them gets disqualified – my prediction is I think I would like to see John Cena against The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Any uh, takes on that, possibly?
2: That would that would be an interesting switch. I, I tend to doubt it. Um, I, 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 creatively speaking, I think it would be cool. Uh, it would be interesting to, to see the guy who is the, uh, the face of the company for the past decade go uh, against the streak. However, I, I the smart money to me would be that they're they're trying to they're looking to bank on rock cena too and and I would be pretty surprised if they don't go in that direction um but it would be interesting i i creatively i think it's a good idea what do you think dave yeah i I'd like it I'd like to
3: see it it's been a match just been talked about for a long time, but like you said um you know they, they are banking on rock cena too i mean they've they've even gone as far as in some of their you know promotional uh advertising to uh, cable providers, you know, hosting WrestleMania, that will be airing WrestleMania, excuse me, um, that Rock and Cena will be facing each other in a match. Um, It would be a cool creative switch if they did it. Um, I've heard possibilities of them doing it next year, um, you know, with The Undertaker and John Cena in New Orleans at WrestleMania 30, if it's his last match, uh, meaning The Undertaker. So, um, but I think uh, Undertaker, Punk. I think this. I I think it's essentially it's going to help Punk even more. I mean, Punk's Punk's long reign with the title has helped him. His his series of matches with The Rock and and, and the uh, the feud with The Rock has helped him. Um, And putting him in there with Undertaker in in a match with the streak, whether he wins or loses, you know, we can speculate on that in the coming weeks. Just being associated with him, I think, and he's gotten a lot better since their first feud about four years ago. So I think this will definitely help his stock in WWE even more. Um, so I think yeah, that the, the smart money's on Undertaker, CM Punk, going into WrestleMania 29.
4: Yeah, cool. I also uh, heard on the show I heard Steve off out there. Uh, it's nice to hear him out there. Uh, too bad he didn't win the title. I'm pretty sure he'll. Uh... He'll take care of Tristan Law in his own way. So Steve Off, good luck to you in your upcoming battles with in the BWO. And uh guys, one other quick thing and then I'll go. Um the the Rock unveiled the new title belt last week. Do you see uh do you see that as the belt after Rock loses the title or are they gonna go back to the spinner belt?
2: It's a good question. I think they're gonna keep this belt uh early in the week, uh I think it was actually later in the week. Uh Seamus actually tweeted a picture of the belt with uh Shamrocks on it. Um I think like when you see this, so the side panels on the belt and they uh right now they have the Brahma bowl. Um I'm getting the impression that they're gonna keep the you know, the front belts, the the main buckle, I guess if you will, the front of it is gonna stay the same and depending on who has the title, uh, they'll get Something on the the side plates uh, that's a, an emblem symbolic of of their character. Um, yeah, it's interesting that we didn't talk about the new belt. Uh, well, just curious, like what do you, what do you think of the new belt there?
0: Uh,
3: myself
4: or uh, Mr. Trivia?
2: Mr. Trivia, what do you think of the belt?
4: Well, I think I think it uh, it actually looks pretty, uh, really nice. I mean, you know, the the spinner belt's been around for like eight nine years now, and you know, I mean, change is good, and I I actually like it. I mean, it's it's sharp. It looks like uh, it, it looks like a, a a regular wrestling title belt, unlike what The Rock said, where you know the spinner belt looked like a toy, and so forth and so on. But it is a prestigious belt, regardless of its, uh, regardless of what it looks like. But I really think that the new belt he unveiled has a little more um. Uh, panache to it, so to speak. It makes it like, like CM Punk said, "Oh, I want that that belt." Instead of, you know, not saying he wants the belt because he wants to beat The Rock. I think, you know, the belt looks really nice. I mean, it, it's sharp. The Spinner Belt, you know, like Rock said, "Here, take this, put it in the Hall of Fame." You know, and you know, I, I'd like to see him stay with that belt, and uh, you know, maybe get rid of the Spinner Belt. But guys, hey, good luck on sixteen forty. I'll be catching you and I'll be talking with you tomorrow on the Raw Chat.
2: Thanks a lot for the call. I appreciate it. All right
4: guys. Bye bye. Thanks,
2: Mr. Trivia. Yeah, that's a lots of good stuff coming from from Mr. Trivia. Yeah, I mean I you know the thing is it's it's funny. I, I would you know the the swerve, they, they all of a sudden it's hey look we're going uh you know, Undertaker versus Cena. that'd be cool. I I just I I don't see that. I just don't see it happening. I just feel like they're 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 kind of locked in, but we'll see. Stranger things have happened. We're gonna stick with the calls, and uh, let's see. I got a
7: two hundred one number here. Uh, Caller, are
2: you there? Caller, we got a two hundred one number. Oh, señor. <laughs> hey, it's El Rotundo. Hi, hi, señor. Hi, it's great to hear from you. You know, I'm really glad that you called in tonight, uh, uh, you know, of of any other night because, you know, Jack Swagger uh, preaching on and on uh, on WWE television on how he's against immigrants coming to this country and taking American jobs. And I would like to hear El Rotundo's take on what Swagger's saying as far as immigrants in this country.
1: Uh well El Rotundo doesn't know who Jack Swagger is. Uh, if he's talking about immigrants, uh it's it's not a good thing that he talks about because, you know, we're all supposed to be equal people. And America of the free and all of the brave, and El Rotundo is brave. So he's not afraid of Jack Swagger, and he's not afraid of uh that fat guy that looks like Super Mario and he's all immigration. He's not afraid of them. El Rotundo is an American citizen.
2: Are you an American citizen?
1: Yes, I I have my citizenship now So anything that Jack Swagger says It's like I'm rubber and he's glue It bounces off of El Rotundo To him <laughs> <laughs> But my family doesn't approve of it And uh, you know On a personal level I don't care what Chester says Even if he goes to Wrestlemania I don't think he's going to become champion
2: so, um, <laughs> what have you been up to? What, what you, What's going on with you? I mean, you're you're one of the stars of the gun show. Uh what's yes. going with you?
1: Uh, well, I went to the uh, BW show last night, and of course I couldn't get in because I didn't have a ticket. But uh, I stood outside and I waited for things involved, and he left without me. So I had to walk home in the rain, and I got sick. But... I'm sitting here now, and singer Steve Wolf is in the bathroom, and uh, he's talking about Tristan Law and how Tristan Law beat him, which probably he deserved it because, you know, he left me there in the rain. But <laughs> sitting here and listening to him cry and whine, oh, Senor, Tristan, Tristan Law, oh, shut up already. <laughs> but I mean, you know, that's what I did last night. Night was ruined because I had to stay outside for three hours in the rain.
2: That, that's just that's not a fun way to spend a Saturday night. Yeah, but I
1: heard that you were there.
2: I was there last night. Yes, I was. It was a good show. You didn't see me
1: standing outside knocking on the door?
2: No, nah, I must I must have missed you.
1: Oh, some some friend
3: you are. <laughs> How could you miss those big hands of his, Ken? Exactly.
2: I, don't, I mean the they were
4: with his with his,
3: uh, <laughs> with his hamburger helper hands. You, you couldn't you couldn't see him.
2: And I you be know.
3: easy.
1: They're not hamburger
2: helper hands. They are big hands, though. You're, you're no, like...
1: No, I... <laughs> a a no genie I doesn't know what's
2: going on right now. I know. I'm a little confused, too.
1: Neither,
2: neither do we. <laughs> Retondo, thanks a lot for giving us a call. We'll talk to you soon.
1: No problem. I I, I call again next week.
2: Sounds good. Well, awesome. Bye-bye. Going off the rails on a crazy train. <laughs> be like, can we get the rights to that? Because that should be the theme song of the show. Wow! Yeah, big-handed Lucha libres calling in. You never know what direction the show is going to turn, and we're going to we're going to stick with our kooky callers. But uh, actually, we got Dank, who's been on hold for a while. So we are going to go right over to Dank. Dank, how are you? Are you there, Dang?
0: Um, yeah. Oh,
2: there you
0: go. Sorry, I hit the mute button right as uh, um you guys came to me. Um,
2: that's good. What do you got for us this
0: week? Um, well, I wanted to touch a little bit on the whole. I know that we're backtracking here, but a little bit on the on a serious note about the Glenn Beck uh Vappsco, if you want to call it that. Yeah, go ahead. Um. It just seems like, like you were saying earlier, for for something that we, as fans, anybody that watches it knows that the E stands for entertainment. He just seemed like he went way out of his way to take it personal and to do exactly what he was saying we were doing. Like, basically placing everybody under... One, you know, just if you follow wrestling, you guys are idiots and all this and all that. And it's like he could have been so much more tactful about it. And I think that, um, like, I've never really followed the guy. I've watched little tidbits here and there, but it just seems like sometimes when people try to make a statement or a stand on something, they don't necessarily, like, they think less than they should before they speak, and um, I don't know, it seems like he went out of his way, and on the other hand, it's like, what if he is in on it, and what if all this is so that, I mean, here we are talking about it, and it's still, we're still, you know, it's still talking about, in the end, about Jack Swagger, and we're pushing Jack Swagger, what if all this is a ploy? What if it is all part of the act? So that people keep the words Glenn Beck and Jack Swagger on 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 topics of WWE. What do you
5: guys think?
2: If, if it's all a work, if 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 Glenn Beck is in on this and it's uh, it's all a big work, then then kudos to him, and I'll, I'll take everything back that I said. They <laughs> got us to talk about it. Uh, I I tend to doubt that it is, but um. Yeah, if, if I mean if this is actually all a work and Glenn Beck is in on it, and this is all, you know, just trying to get everybody up in arms. I mean, this this is going to be like this that would be one of the best works since since Andy Kaufman. Um, I was would, about to say that. Really I mean, kudos if it was. I, I just tend to. Think. Hello, hello, Dave. What the hell's going on? Are you there, Dave?
0: I'm still
3: yeah. I've been here the whole time. I just heard a whole bunch of commotion. Somebody just poof and disappear like Undertaker's like Thanksgiving <laughs> theory about Undertaker last week. What the hell's going on over there?
2: I don't know <laughs> about Glenn Beck. Do you think it, it potentially it could all be a work?
4: It could be. I mean, who knows? I
3: I I I don't know who this I didn't know who this Glenn Beck guy was until you know he started talking about wrestling fans. Okay. So I don't know if he's a popular guy in you know in in, in media or in, you know politics or whatever. I really don't know, but, but I don't find anything interesting if if he were to be a part of WrestleMania. To be honest with you, like what is he gonna do? He gonna get? I mean, he makes all this stuff about stupid wrestling fans. He's gonna get in the ring and do something, or he's gonna be in something. It's, it's gonna be it would be stupid if he was a part of it. I don't think it's a work. I mean, it's possible. Like I said, anything's possible in wrestling. It's like that politician wrote. You know, wrestling's work. It's entertainment. I understand that. But I just, I don't. I and if the you movie. go to the like point that Jack Swagger, like, you know, he's going against the beliefs of this character that Jack Swagger and, you know, Zeb Coulter are playing, like, essentially, you know, when him, him crapping on wrestling fans, he would have to make, that would make Jack Swagger like a de facto babyface. And that's what they're trying not to accomplish with this character. So I don't think it's a work.
2: Kind of well, but it would be interesting if it was. You got anything else for us this week, Tank?
0: Um Well, other than the fact that I just, think, you know, guys to go on record that, although as far-fetched as it was about the whole disappearing of Undertaker last week, leave it up to Undertaker. Less than a week after I call his disappearing act, he reappears. Oh, yeah, because he, he, oh, yeah, that's right, because he listened to you, okay,
3: please, <laughs> please. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. all right. You got one prediction
0: right with Ryback back in Hell in a Cell, okay? You know, uh, so, excuse me. Excuse me. I got two because I called Vince McMahon coming back last week. Thank you. Thank everybody you. Everybody else. Oh, my God. <laughs> everybody else said that too. Bit of break.
3: Your Undertaker, Voodoo, Papa Shango theory that you had last week. Now you think all of a sudden he showed up? Yeah. Let me. Hey, listen. If he showed up on your front doorstep, then I could then I could. You know, correct. Let's <laughs> say you're correct. That's he it. showed up at a house show.
0: Anyway, you guys are fun. I'll talk to you guys later.
2: Thanks for the call, Dang. Take care.
0: Right. Bye.
2: Interesting stuff. Like we talk about Taker's return. Um, what you know, Dave? What do you think about him returning at a house show?
3: I think it was a, I think it was a great idea for several reasons. Number one, he could shed some ring rust. He's only wrestled a match in a you know one match, and it was last year at WrestleMania against Triple H. That's that you know that's that's one right there. Two, you you had to know that people are going to take pictures at these house shows. It was going to leak online. The Rock is not going to be on Raw for the next two weeks. Uh, neither is Chris Jericho. They're hyping up this Paul Heyman um, Vince McMahon fight. You know that he, he have a, you have. You know that Triple H is going to come back at some point. It's been rumored him and Brock Lesnar are going to have a rematch. Lesnar is advertised to appear on Raw. Um, you got the Cena Punk match. They need some more star power to really beef up this show heading into WrestleMania. Uh, it, it, people will end up what? Oh, they'll see the pictures online. They'll say, oh, Undertaker's definitely coming back. All the people that have speculated that he won't be back, you know, that he won't be back because of injuries. He wants to retire, whatever. Now you got your answer. It's, it, it's in picture, it's shown. He's not going to come back for a house show in Waco, Texas, just for the hell of it, and not show up on Raw on Monday. He's going to be on Raw Monday. It's going to get. People to want to watch because The Rock isn't going to be there. That was the that 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 seemed like that was the plan. WWE even went as far as to put on their app and their Facebook and the Twitter and the Tout and all those other stuff a video of the Undertaker's entrance at this house show last night. So I mean, it was a smart move on their part. Some people say, "Oh, it ruins the illusion of you know the the, the element of surprise that he's you know that." that that he didn't just come back. I, I had a big to-do with some of the people on the bus that opened Facebook page about it. And, you know, I look at it like this. For for the past several years, they've advertised when The Rock is going to show up. And it's done great numbers. And it, he's done good business for them and has made them a lot of money. Granted, they didn't come out right and say Undertaker's going to be on Raw tomorrow night, but they're basically telling you without saying it that, yeah, he's coming back for WrestleMania, so you should expect him tomorrow night on Raw. He lives in Houston. It's not too far from Waco. Tomorrow night Raw's in Dallas. It's a no-brainer, in my opinion. It would be funny to me if he didn't show up. And the people that were complaining on Busted Open, who were complaining about the element of surprise, still complained that he didn't show up. It's just I just find it interesting that wrestling fans are going to find anything to complain about. We've talked about this a million times. I think it's great he's back. You know, they didn't directly say he was coming back, but you know he's coming back. And there's been rumors he's going to get involved in the Punk Cena match. Mr. Trivia even brought up his theory about, you know, possibly an Undertaker Cena. I think it's cool. It also, like, it's beefed up house shows. Nobody in that building in Waco, Texas last night thought The Undertaker was going to show up at all. Unless you saw him in the parking lot on your way into the building, I doubt anybody in that building thought he was going to show up. So now, you go to house shows, and you, you, you might want to buy a ticket and be like, oh, somebody might make a surprise appearance. Who knows? I mean,
2: I loved it. I, I mean, I thought it was a great – and, and I, I do think it's kind of silly. Like, if you say, it ruins the element of surprise. Was, was there anyone out there that wasn't surprised that Taker showed up at a house show? I mean, it's a different kind of surprise, but I thought it was cool. Like, you know, look at my phone on a Saturday night. and I'm like, oh, wow, Taker showed up at a house show. I, you know, to me, it's like it's almost like people want the element of surprise, but only the type of surprise that they want. Like, it's it's weird. Like, I think that's a tremendous surprise for ha- to have him. To have his return at a house show, it it uh sets up a, a kind of different dynamic, um, you know, right, and like you said, rather than you know last week saying next week the the Undertaker makes his return to Monday Night Raw, instead you start this whole weekend worth of speculation heading into Raw. It's a it's a different way to almost announce that he's going to appear on Monday Night Raw. Um, and we've talked about this a million times on this show, and a lot of, you know, with wrestling, you know, I get it; it's a business, and you got to make money. Um, but sometimes it's that whole idea of: do you just announce someone showing up to try and draw money, draw eyes uh, to your product, or do you create better scenarios where you create such a dynamic? Where people feel the need, they have to tune in because they don't know what's going to happen. And I think you know when, when people go back and look at the charm of, you know, say the uh, the attitude era or the, the Monday Night Wars, where you didn't know who might be showing up or who might be jumping ship. You know, it was that dynamic of what's going to happen. I have no idea what's going to happen this week, and, and throwing those unexpected things at you. This is something very unexpected, and I think it's great. I I think it's just something really out there. And I know a ton of wrestling fans that won't go to house shows, and they always take the actual nothing happens at a house show. You know, and it's a stripped down show, and, you know, I I don't want to bother going to to a house show because they're, they're a subpar show. For all those people who say that, you've created this dynamic with. Holy cow, maybe something crazy will happen at a house show. You know, if The Undertaker made his return at a house show, what's to say that a significant title won't change hands at a house show? So, I, you know, it, it's funny with some fans. And, and, you know, I think there's just a, a huge percentage of fans that you're just never going to satisfy. Uh, but I thought this was cool. It was something out of left field, very different, would never have expected that at all. And to me, by definition... Like how? Like how can a surprise ruin the surprise? Like it makes no sense to me. Were you, if you were surprised that Taker showed up at a house show, then you're surprised. Like the argument of saying that it ruined the surprise that makes no sense. That 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 in and of itself was a surprise, and it was a much more shocking surprise than him just showing up on Raw because we all expect him to be showing up on Raw. Tell the people that Buffs Open about that one. I'm not gonna Go tell the people that busted open. They, they they can call and argue with me. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. But it, I mean, you get what I'm saying though, Dave. I mean, were were you surprised?
3: I'm you shocked. Said, In fact, you know. when I first saw the picture on Facebook, they, the, the, the the first picture I saw was, you know, Taker posing on the steps when he does the gimmick with the lights raising up, and I saw it and it was on the Powerbomb Pro Wrestling News Facebook page, and they they, they posted the picture and they said, you know, not sure if this is 100% true, trying to see if this is leaked out online, further details, but this is apparently The Undertaker, a a fan photo taken at a house show tonight in Waco, Texas, of The Undertaker. And then I I look online and... Boom! It's there, and then there's more pictures. There's the picture with him standing in the ring with Seamus, and there's a picture of him giving the the the, the old school armbar thing off the top rope to Sandow, and and then I was I, you know I, yeah I was shocked. I was like, "But cool. Like, I cuz I'm sick and tired of hearing about is he going to be here? Is he not going to be at WrestleMania? Is he going to retire? Is he not going to, you know, I've been hearing it for weeks. I mean, I've been reporting it on the Facebook page, but I've gotten tired of reporting it because I don't know what to believe
2: anymore." So, by definition, by definition, you were surprised. Yeah, it exactly. It feels me like the surprise was How is a surprise ruined? It was surprising. I mean, and I agree with you, because around WrestleMania, you know, there's all these pictures that wind up surfacing of people in airports. And you see these pictures, oh, you know, Batista's just arrived in, in Miami. Oh, you know, this guy's here. And, and you never know what to report on, because, you know, the, all sorts of crap just floats around. And same thing, when I saw that picture, I had my doubts that it was legit. But that's Cool. I thought that was awesome, I, you know, and I didn't think on Saturday night I'd be, you know, getting messages on my phone like, hey, look, you know, a taker's back. And I'm like, seriously, and I'm like scrolling through on the, on the internet, like trying to figure out if it's legit or not. I, I just thought, good job by, by the WWE. I, I think it's awesome they brought him back. And for those people who happen to be at that show, I mean, I, I, they must have been like, when, when the gong hit, it must have been, no, no way, no way. I just think it's cool, and it sets up a great dynamic for future house shows, and uh, it kind of sets up, you know, a lot of intrigue as far as what exactly is going to happen on Monday night without just coming out and spoon-feeding us and saying, oh, Taker's going to be here next Monday. Uh, They they did it in a much more original manner. So kudos to uh, the WWE for uh, bringing Taker back in a house show. We're going to go back to the phones. We got a lot of people lined up. We're going to try to get you all, but we have a... we got Bob Arion on the line. Bob, are you there?
5: Yo, yo, Reedy, what's up?
2: Not much. How you doing?
5: I'm all right. I just watched Fargo, so
4: I'm not in a good mood. I have some flashback issues. Um, I just had some things to say about last night. Uh, it was nice to see you and Missy G, of course, as always.
3: But uh, I was a little appalled at the end of Steve's match where you stood and applauded Tristan Law. Can you Can you give me and Dave an explanation for that? Or are you being a typical politician on this issue again?
2: It's 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 you know he is the champ and and he he holds the gold and must respect you know he he just keeps holding on to that belt and and you know he gave look he gave Steve a two out of three falls uh, shot and Tristan still went home with the gold and and you you got to respect how he's able to hold on to that title and and I respect the hell out of Tristan Law and, and that's why I was applauding him.
4: Well, you Ken, must have
3: you know, stock and uh, chapstick. Go ahead, Dave. You, you tell him what you think about it, Dave. You you must have stock and chapstick with this guy. How does his ass taste? Seriously, my God. I, oh, that's all I got to say, Bob. Please, let, let me take the
5: platform here because our, you know me and Ken have a hot and cold relationship. We get along, then we don't get along, and you know things like last night really annoy me when he stood. You
3: know, basically, I was waiting for him to run up and kiss Tristan. You know, uh, you know, I, I just don't know what was going through Ken's mind. Maybe he would have been a good president because, uh, you know, he, he's like flip-flopping on all kinds of issues here with W.O. and Tristan Law. Uh, you know, it, it's just like, Ken, you had to see him hit Steve with the knuckles. Or you were not watching match. Maybe you were watching how many... Beers were being served at the bar. I don't know, but if you didn't see the uh, knuckles being passed, and you're as blind as all the politicians in
4: Washington right now.
2: Now, well, from my vantage point, I, I didn't see anything.
4: Oh my well, god! Uh, you know, you know what? Well, we'll 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 discuss this at a later date. Uh, I also wanted to say something about
6: Rotundo. Rotundo didn't get into the building because he didn't buy an advance ticket,
3: and the show sold out. And he thought by just flashing names, he was going to get in the building. And he didn't. And you know what? We told him, wait by Steve's car. We'll take He wasn't there. So we left him. You know what? He didn't have no ticket. He has no green card. Screw him. So he is an
8: immigrant.
4: (laughs) Well, he's not here legally, I can tell you that. He told us he was an American citizen. He's yeah okay. Well, we just stayed there for the a whole two-hour show.
3: Son of a bitch. Yeah, he 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 is as illegal as a sick bird. Okay, and in case you guys don't know, an ill eagle is a sick bird. Okay, ill eagle. Get it, Ken? And, you know, I know you're not too much on, a, <laughs> I on,
2: play on, it on comedy. It's good stuff.
3: You know, listen. Also, Ken, um, yeah. I, I I do want to say something on a serious note. I mean, that that match that ended the show last night, kudos to Richie Rotten and Preacher. I mean, you know, that was an awesome hardcore match. And now I'm going to take over your show for one minute. Give us your take on that hardcore match.
2: Yeah, it was uh, tremendous. I mean, it, it's just, it's, I you know, words can't explain. Like when you see two guys like that just uh, lay it all out on the line. I mean, you know, anyone, you know, Anyone who bashes the business or or, uh, has a problem with wrestling or wants to say uh, wrestling's fake should have just taken a look at Preacher's face uh, after last night's match. I mean, uh, gashes and scratches all over his head. Uh, I mean, we we hung out afterwards and BWO were great They let us uh, hang out after the show and we were there for quite a number of hours, and uh, the the gash under his eye never actually stopped bleeding. So he was, uh, you know, hanging out with a tissue. He kept uh, trying to stop the bleeding. Um, you know, couldn't. Uh, he just he just laid it all out on the line, and it was. Uh, I, I mean, to see Richie Rotten's last match, and to 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 see two guys like lay it out there like that. It just. I, I mean, in all seriousness, I was honored to be there and be a part of it, and it was. Uh, Something, you know, I wish uh, a lot more people could have seen what these two guys did because they really laid it all out on the line there. You well,
3: know, you really said it best there. And also I'd like to uh, compliment the referee. The, last night the referee was very good. I think Joe the ref has really stepped up his game. He's become the senior ref in BWO, and he really does a really good job. And we got some good things coming in BWO, as Steve had said. we got got uh, – we got the Ring of Honor is going to try to invade us. Uh, I don't think they stand a chance, but let's see what happens. But I had to call in and just call you out, Ken, on the fact that you stood and applauded, uh, you know, the champ, I mean the champ, as you call him. And I think Dave needed to know what happened, that you actually stood and applauded, uh, you know, Mr. Law.
2: I respect the gold.
3: Yeah, well, I got more gold than Fort Knox, brother.
2: Thanks for calling, Bob.
3: Okay, bro. Hey Dave.
8: Yeah, what's up, Dave? buddy?
3: Listen, we got we we gotta get you we gotta get you
6: to
5: be the headliner. You know why Ken's hot and cold here. You know, when he gets on this uh Tristan Law run, he kind of annoys me. You know what? We're gonna sit down, I got some operatives in
6: place,
3: maybe we just
7: you know, he disappears.
4: Alright, brother? Alright, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I okay, get on that. <laughs> Listen,
6: I, I I got important things to do. I got to go save some people. I got to go save the world because I am Bob
2: Aryan, Who? Thanks, Bob. Take it easy. Crazy. That's how it goes. <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah. On a serious note, uh, you know, aside from our, our differences of opinions, uh, man, last night. I mean. One of things, I mean, honestly, preachers should take a picture of his face. I can't imagine what his face looks like today. Um and, and just like put the caption underneath like still think wrestling's fake. Holy cow. Uh I, I mean, I've never seen anything like that and 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 uh you know, from from what I saw and and uh, there was no blading involved. That was all legit and uh he took a he actually took a computer keyboard to the face um, and continued the match. I mean, it was a good, jeez, I would say at least like a 30-minute hardcore match. Uh, not not a lot of technical stuff, but a lot of hardcore stuff. And there was just, I mean, it's just, a, you know, I respect the hell out of this business. So when, when you see someone do something like that, it was just, it, it was unbelievable. It really was. Uh, Tremendous, violent, hardcore match. It was good stuff. So, uh, kudos. I mean, congratulations to Richie Rotten on his retirement, and uh, kudos to uh, Preacher and being his last match. But tremendous, tremendous uh, matchup last night. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the the bank of calls, and and you know, I'm not too good at this because it, it's I, I memorize numbers, and I can usually remember whose numbers whose. And I'm looking, and I think. We have Mike Ferrara on the line, but he was boycotting us. So I don't like, yeah. think
0: he said something about on
3: Facebook recently, uh, where he was he was trying to report the news, and then, then something about uh you know, reporting the news and not the other news guy. Like, what, what's Mike Ferrara reporting? That like he's know. going to work. He's going to work at the Dollar Tree this week. Like.
2: He's um, actually, I don't know, should, should we boycott his call since he, he I, was boycotting
3: the, his- then, again, then again, I mean, he probably didn't do this purposely, but he told everybody on Facebook that he was boycotting the Ken Reedy show, yet he tagged us in a post, so essentially he was advertising us to all the people that are his friends, which are probably like seven of them on Facebook, and... We probably got seven new likes this week on on the Facebook page because of that. So thanks for advertising us slash boycotting us at the same time. Whoever your name, whoever you are.
2: Should we should we give him a shot or should we should we leave him out there on hold today? He's know what? been on for a while. Yeah, he's been waiting for a while.
8: Yeah, you know I've been waiting to hit the lotto, too. So
2: <laughs> give him a shot. I think I think this is Mike's number here. Mike, are you there? Hello, going once, Mike, and scene. Maybe he was just boycotting us with not talking. This is just like boycott, boy. guys, I don't know. Don't know what's going on, but whatever, it's that time of day. Each and every week we do a nod of approval, and that means we talk about something in the world of wrestling that we really enjoyed this week. So without further ado...
8: The Ken, Ken Reading Show, Show. Nod
1: of
2: Approval. And there we go into the Nod of Approval each and every week. Something in the world of wrestling that we love, that we thought really, really worked this week. And, uh... You know, going to our Facebook page, KJ Len said his nod of approval goes to Zeb Coulter and Jack Swagner for their promo addressing Glenn Beck. However, since Swagger's stupidity negates the promo, the nod only goes to Zeb Coulter. Thank you, KJ, for your nod this week. Dave, who gets your nod of approval?
3: This week... Um there were a few. There wasn't really much in the world of wrestling that like I nodded my head at, but I mean, if you want to call this a nod, I mean, my whole body nodded when I saw Mark Henry throw Randy Orton through the glass inside that elimination chamber, and just the the the, the pure. I mean, he is he is fun to watch. I mean, I I, I I watching him, I felt like I was like six or seven years old again, watching guys beat the crap out of each other when I was you know when. I, when I got into watching wrestling at a young age, um, I was just like, when he threw Randy Orton in, I mean, I I cursed the paint off the walls. I was like, holy, you know, and every you know curse word known to me, I couldn't believe it. He was just beating on guys, and he is just, like I said, he is fun to watch. He is so intense. You know, people say, oh, wrestling's fake, or this character's not believable. That's believable. Like, and you, Ken, you know, you and I both know we saw Mark Henry in person in in the hotel bar in Atlanta during WrestleMania weekend two years ago, and there was a fan that like tried to grab his arm. He he turned around. and He said, "Don't you effing touch me!" And then he said he stood right next to us at the bar ordering a drink. He that's a bad dude right there. You know, on and off screen. So you know it was just it was just that might not approval goes to just Mark Henry's performance inside the Elimination Chamber, particularly what he did to Ray D'Orton. My God, that was, that was brutal.
2: Awesome. Definitely deserve it. I'm going in a little bit of a different direction. Again, it was, it was weird. And, and, you know, we, we didn't really get to analyze the show, but putting it out there, I, I didn't think Raw was very good at all uh, this week, especially coming, you know, being that first Raw really and truly on that road to WrestleMania. Um, and looking at stuff for the nod and, uh, you know, uh, on our NWA on fire, Friday nights, uh, you know, on MeTV, uh, we had a tag team match this week, and uh, it was a last team standing match, and it was uh, the Hoods versus the Minutemen, and it was just a tremendous, violent, you know, blow-off match, and it was just, I thought all four competitors did a really good job, um, it did kind of... I mean, growing up, I loved tag team wrestling, and, you know, we've talked a lot on the show about, you know, wanting to see the tag team divisions kind of get resurrected, and it was just really good. It's, you know, I got to call the match uh, live, and, and just, it, it aired this past week, and just watching it again, I, it just, it, it was just good tag team wrestling, and, you know, when you think of bringing back that feel of just uh, the tag teams in, in wrestling, um you know, maybe the NWA on fire, maybe we're the guys to really kind of put it out there and, and bring great tag teams, uh, back. And after this last team standing match occurred, uh, you know, uh, you had, uh, the hoods got a little cocky and called out the NWA on fire locker room and the Island Warriors showed up and, uh, Makua and Fala and, uh, they just laid waste and became the uh, new tag team champion. So at the end of NWA on fire, you had the uh, tag belts uh, change hands twice. So it was kind of neat, and I, I like what I'm seeing out of the Island Warriors. I think they, they're a very entertaining uh, team for TV, um, and I enjoyed uh, seeing them come down and win the titles. So uh, that whole tag team melee that occurred at the end of NWA on fire this week gets my nod of approval. And we're just, we're really violent people, aren't we? Like, do we have issues?
7: Yeah.
2: That's a rotten match. And now, you you know, Mark Henry gets your nod because, like, he's killing people in the cage. And I'm going on and on about uh, the the, uh, last team standing, which, by the way, had tacks and tables and ladders and all that good stuff. And I think we have issues. There you have it. The nod of approval.
1: The, the Ken Reading Show, nod of approval. All
2: right, there you have it, our nod of approval this week. And we got a couple of guys out still on the, the hold. And, and thank you so much for holding on. So we're going to try it quickly. Give it to us, give it strong. We're going to go out to the calls. Here we go. Caller, are you there?
8: Yeah, I'm here. What's up? How are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you guys doing?
2: Doing alright. Who is this?
8: Uh Patrick Call from uh eight four three uh South Carolina.
2: Yeah, oh great. Thanks for, for uh tuning in and giving us a call. What do you got for us?
8: Uh man, I got four topics I wanna to touch on real quick. Uh that Rotendo guy, he is like fucking hilarious, man. He's like he's hilarious, man, and uh um, the second topic that I want to touch up on is uh, the return of Undertaker. Uh, this is my first time actually hearing it. I've been listening to the show for about, like, the past hour. And uh, it's good to see that Undertaker is back in the WWE. Uh, I think the reason why they put him at the house show last night was to, like, at least test him out, you know, because he's been having those health concerns in the past and, you know, due to injury and stuff like that. So maybe they was just, you know, testing him. And uh, it's good to see that he was tagged with Sheamus um but you know it kind of makes it kind of interesting to see uh where do they go can you hear me yeah i can hear you okay i'm sorry uh it kind of makes it interesting where do they go with uh in a direction uh with the Undertaker. I mean, because you got uh CM Punk and John Cena that's really in clearly for that WWE title. Uh you don't you you're gonna probably see another uh Triple H or uh Brock less in the match again. And I guess everybody else that's the top guy in the WWE right now is kind of basically tied up. I mean, you got Rod Bagg and him, I guess they probably do another uh, robbery with the Sheamus, Sheamus, well, I'm sorry, another robbery with uh, the Shield. So it kind of makes you wonder what kind of direction they're going to go in with the Undertaker. And uh, my number three topic I want to touch up on is uh, Jack Swagger. Uh, I actually like the whole re of Jack Swagger. I, I think this makes his image look a lot more better. Because the old Jack Sackler, they didn't really know what quite to do with him. And when he did that break off from WWE and they came back, I like this whole reintroduction, especially with the old Jack Sir guy. I like that. And uh, another topic that I want to touch up, touch up on is uh, Glenn Beck. The Glenn Beck guy, he's a who? Point black period. Is that? Yeah, I'm here.
2: Okay, wait, I, I didn't hear that last part.
8: I'd say this Glen Beck guy, whoever this Glen Beck guy is, that's that's
2: talking bad about wrestling, he's a loser. Right, thank you. Pat, thank, thank you so much for the call. We're, we're getting close to the end. Uh, all good. Uh, give us a call next week.
8: Did
2: All right. Talk to you later. Hey, good points with Pat from South Carolina. Awesome. Uh, calling in. Um, yeah, interesting. You know, again, we're kind of both. I think we're leaning towards that they're going to go – you know punk will come out of the wwe title picture and we'll see a punk taker but um that's i think where our predictions would lie uh however who knows where they're gonna go but uh yeah i'm I'm assuming they'll they'll probably keep a sheamus in some sort of shield program perhaps uh who knows but as far as taker goes i'm thinking you'll you have a program with uh cm punk it just to me we've talked about it before it it just kind of writes itself i mean you have uh the respect thing with uh, CM Punk and probably the most respected guy in the locker room in uh, the undertaker. So, uh, you know, that's, that's where I think they'll go with, with that. And we're going to go back out to, uh, the phones. Cause we have a uh, call. Are you there? Hello. Hello. Hey, how you doing,
7: Kenneth? Joe the rough
2: Hey, Oh, Hey, how you doing, Joe?
7: Good. How you doing? <clears throat> uh, I just wanted to point something out before I make my point. Uh, Bob Arian is right about El Retomno Genioso. He is not an American citizen. Actually, I've seen his green card, and it's made out of (laughs) (laughs) Play-Doh. So just to clear that up, now that I got that out of the way, uh, I was fortunate enough to call Richie Rotten's final match in his professional wrestling career, and I must say it was an honor for me since he brought me into the wrestling business almost 10 years ago. And to the people that say that wrestling isn't real, well, you should have been at the show yesterday because Richie Rotten and Preacher shot that theory straight down to the ground.
2: I mean, how is that, you know, being in the midst of like, you know, right in the middle of that. I mean, you know, and it's great. Like when you go to these smaller shows, like you're, you're really right on top of it, but you're right in the middle of it. I mean, were you scared for for their health. And I mean, it, it was just, it was such a violent matchup, uh, you know, how, how do you handle just officiating a match like that?
7: Well, for me personally, when it comes to hardcore matches, especially when it comes to hardcore matches involving Richie Rotten, I try to stay out of the way and make sure that, you know, nothing goes flying and hitting the fans or hitting, you know, security or anybody like that. But to be in the middle of it, it's, you know, you can't show that you're scared. You can't show that you know you're afraid that you know who's gonna come and hit you in the face you just gotta you just gotta go with it and seeing all all the blood and all the sweat and all the weapons that were used last night, I had to dodge every single bullet that I can except for the chair that got thrown at me that felt like getting hit by a bueller. But as much as that hurt, I had to hop the fact and not acknowledge it at all because if I had not acknowledged it, then I probably would have gotten the uh, hell out of me by Richie or Preacher.
2: <laughs> I hear you, man. Tremendous. Uh, you know, yeah, it was it was definitely a great. Uh, it was a great match. It was great to be a part of it and 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 see it. And uh, you know, I'm glad I'm glad you survived. Like the the chair shot. <laughs> it's good stuff. Thanks a lot. We're, again, we're we're getting close to the end, so thanks a lot for the right. call and then give us a call next week.
7: Absolutely. Take
2: care. Take it easy, man. All right, we were able to squeeze in the calls and we got we got some breaking news. We're kind of working on a deal here uh hopefully bring in some some cool guests uh for the show for uh giving some plugs. So uh we're 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 trying to work something out right now with Lucky 13 Promotions. Uh you got to check them out, Lucky 13 Pro Wrestling. They're having their debut their debut event on March 23rd at the Elk's Function Hall. Um, 128 School Street in Clinton, Massachusetts. And right now, they got our friend Nunzio is on the card, as well as Big Vito, Michael Tarver, NWA on fire, heavyweight champion Brian Fury is going to be there, as well as Rosita. So, and and tickets for this event are only $15. So, if you want to check that out, uh, remember, it's Lucky 13. So, uh, check them out on Facebook. Uh, You can find all the information you need to get tickets. And uh, hopefully this will be a very fruitful relationship, business relationship we can get with Lucky 13, where we'll be doing some interviews for them, and uh, we'll continue to promote their events. So uh, good stuff, Lucky 13. Great show tonight. Callers! Damn! Love it when you guys bring it, and you you brought it tonight. Good show, and uh, got a call from some, and uh, keep keep bringing it. It's It's awesome. Like, we can do a show, and... Just keep hitting the calls. It's uh, it's great. So thank you so much for supporting us. And uh, remember, a week, a week from Tuesday, we debut on AM 1640 coming out of Newark. So check us out. But you can always listen to us on the Internet. We're going to keep the Sunday show going, 6 to 8 o'clock, as well as you can listen to the Tuesday show on the Internet as well, bringing you the best in pro wrestling talk. And you know what? Glenn Beck is is full of it Because uh, you guys are awesome Wrestling fans rock uh, They're the most passionate fans on the planet So thank you guys for supporting us And calling in and, and give a, giving us your take On this wonderful kooky world Of professional wrestling It's an honor for us to bring you this show Each and every week So enjoy what's left of your weekend For Dave Rosenbluth I am Ken Reedy Thank you so much Take care everybody